Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Uh, today's a good one. I'm really excited. We have two um, longtime friends, I can say at this point. How long have we known each other, Sarah? At least uh, a few years? Yeah, probably like three? Three? Three, three and a half. Okay, we'll go three and a half. So that's, that, I mean, that's a Hollywood marriage. That's long. <laughs> um, we, uh, today's a good one. We are going to get into the conversation around having kids. Um, and these are two of my strong female bosses in my world. And this conversation's come up a couple times. I didn't really know as um, single female that it was that deep of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is more when you're getting married or um, in serious relationship. I don't know. But uh, I'm, so the other cast, I always ask people, like, what do you want to talk about? Like, what's something relevant? And this kept coming up. So I was like, all right, I got to talk to two of my humans that have been um, forthright in what their opinion is, their lifestyle, their conversation around um, having kids, or I should say not having kids. So I'm pumped to have them here today, and we're just going to get into that. Super forewarning, I am on <laughs> medication, and like, I'm good, I'm, I'm on recovery, but the voice is there, and we've got head medicine, so we're at like 90%, and no tequila, so that's another 10% out. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, tell a little bit about their background, and I will say what's kind of cool is we're all three different ages, we're all three different nationalities, and we are all three different relationship statuses, so you can kind of get all the, the viewpoints, but in full, full transparency, we're actually very similar. We're all from fitness industry. Um, we're all entrepreneurs. Uh, Sarah and I went to the same college. Natty and I went to the same high school, so it's <laughs> it's it's all the things, and I can't even laugh, but... Um, Let's start with your guys' intros. Give me give me your 411. I am Sarah Hips, uh, originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't know how detailed I need to get. I mean, whatever um, you want to share. Um, I forget you are East Coast, duh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but went to school, uh, George Mason, played volleyball, yeah. all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I've been up in Denver for about coming up on five years, which is crazy because it feels like it's been like double that but I thought you were out here for longer I mean you kind of exude the Colorado vibes no that's good seriously I dog outdoorsy do you do the flannel yeah I actually got my first flannel I have a couple of flannels I'm like I don't really do flannels and I'm not a big beer drinker so like people are always like plus I talk fast like are you New York I'm like I wish but no I love my Colorado oh my goodness the amount of people like Uber drivers I'll get in the car and I'll be like oh blah blah and they'll be like where are you from? On the East Coast. Because the way you talk is real direct. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Time is money. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've been, it's only been, in May, it'll be five years. And then, um, yeah, like after I moved out here, I played volleyball, played sports all my life. And then after I moved out here, uh, someone just suggested, like, why don't you start getting into, like, the fitness thing? You're already doing it. You already talk about it. You're already sending out workouts, all that type of stuff. So yeah. I just took the leap of faith and um, learned a lot. But now I've really found like my 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 path, you know, like talking about like the mental health and how it relates to the the fitness world. And I'm not like so hard on the fitness world. It's more of like how does this all work together? And yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my deal. I have a dog. I'm 34. I am partially single, according to my friends. I'm <laughs> I have a friend. 
This is uh, this is millennial right here. This is why I know I'm old. I'm like I'm on the cusp, and I'm like this is still new to me. So like, and educate me accordingly. Okay, so like the way I operate is like there's only three statuses. You're either single, you're like dating, yeah, or you're together, right? That's I, I mean that was my viewpoint, but there's update me. I'm here for all of it. Uh, yeah, according to like a lot of men I encounter, like there's you're talking, then maybe you're hanging out. And oh, I kind of get that too. Maybe I do play these games. Okay. So, I, yeah. Okay. Like, maybe I am. Okay. I don't know. So I'm not person. Yeah. <laughs> so like for me right now, I'm like in this like slight limbo where like I'm talking to someone. Like I personally think like we're dating. Yeah. Like we're working towards a little something. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know how he would categorize it, but. Wait, so could you date somebody else? Yes. Oh, okay. I can. But you but wouldn't. It would feel like, like cheating not like cheating it would just feel like if he's working towards something and i told him i want to work towards something yeah. but then i'm also putting energy out here i'm like now i'm like i don't know i kind of look at it as like an energy siphon yeah um and that's that i, that, I don't like that so okay it's not necessarily like what the standard is or what he thinks or that it's just kind of like if i said i'm i'm in this in this specific space yeah like then it seems a little hypocritical to like hmm. say I'm in a different space. Well said. I actually really like, I think you have X amount of energy and I'm I'm actually like you, like I like freedom, but if I'm focused on one thing. It's usually one thing. Even yeah. if I think the freedom's in my mind, it's still like, I'm still acting like it's relationship because I can't diversify myself anymore yeah. in any more places. So it's like one thing and that's yeah. it. Usually. And I mean, I've been single for like before him in November, I was actually single for like eight years. Oh, so okay. like for me, I'm kind of, I've done a lot of the different dating flows and whatnot, and I'm also a very black and white person, so it's like, like if I like you and you yeah. like me, like we're working towards something. Like That's how it is for me. Yeah. That's not how it always is, and I'm learning it's, uh, you know, people are people, but <laughs> that's kind of how I am with things, yeah. so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I like that. that. I think that's actually like a really good, almost like maturity process. Where you not only, like, get to know other people and, like, commit, but you learn so much about yourself and what you want. And that inevitably brings, I think, the right person in. And that process, at least for me, is critical. Um, Because otherwise then you get up in the wrong situation. And then you got legal documents and dogs. And you want to learn, do the learnings prior. I I pretty much like to equate everything back to, like, fitness. So, personally, for me, the analogy would be if I'm in a bulking phase it wouldn't make sense for me to like yes. go low carb and like start running oh my god on. you know Identify what I mean? strongly like, yeah so, like that's how I function like so anything yeah. that goes on in life I'm like so think of it like in a leaning phase right this doesn't make sense does yeah. it like yeah. and that's what works for me and it seems to work for my clients so okay well, as long as you can monetize it I'm here for it <laughs> No, that's hilarious. And I, I just wanted to we'll back, um, we're talking about kiddos, but the mental conversation I think is so awesome to um, run alongside the fitness conversation because, again, there still is like stigma and misunderstanding. However, any great competitive athlete knows you have to have the mental dialed in to fully exercise the physical, no pun intended. Um, but bec- there's just this like misunderstanding just because you can't see it and you can't train it. The mental has to be approached just like the, the physical where you go and you train and then the mental, you go, you conversate, you study, you figure yourself out. It's such... A huge piece, and Sarah does a really good job about digging into that and her stuff. Yeah. So, 
it's a good balance and again a maturity process I think that takes everybody some time <laughs> yeah. um but we're here <laughs> so uh Nadia tell us give us the details my local <laughs> local female boss hero I am Nadia Rova I am a Colorado native also but I don't own any flannel you just you said don't, that no, I think I, I have like, two pieces and I'm like I'm native but I don't think I have any plaid for any flannel. not even from the 90s no no I'm a purger I like to get rid of stuff all the okay. time so no. also healthy habit yeah <laughs> um I have known Chris and Raptor Rally. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yes. We were in the house. Um, and I was also in the fitness industry for 20 years, but recently, like you said, took a leap of faith and switched to real estate. And I'm in the bulking phase myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I am as well, actually. True story. <laughs> Time to get into the lean out mindset. <laughs> it's been a very fun and stressful transition the last couple years, changing careers. Um, but so much, like you said, fitness analogies translate into other areas. So we have been, my husband and I also from Eagle Crest have been married 15 plus years. 15 years? Yeah, we've been married 15 years. Because Jess said Justin Trevor 10 years and I was like, yeah. I like know how old I am, but then I hear like things like that, and it's like, no, you actually that old. I'm like, oh, okay, yep. okay, yeah. So it's, yeah, twenty years in the industry wow. of fitness, and then fifteen years married, um, but no babies for us. Yes. So when you text about the topic of women and the pressure and the guilt, I'm like, oh yes, oh yes, I am. And I'm like, I reached out to them, and it was kind of random because this, I mean, it's again when something keeps coming up, I'm like, okay, this is point of conversation. We got to get on the mic and talk about this. Um, and you guys independently had like spoke out. Sarah did a really beautiful write up. Um, and I think we had conversated, conversated yeah. that, um, about it. Uh, I, I can't remember over we some zeal talking. Was about it? it? Okay. Did that, so it yeah. come up naturally. Uh, and that, we hadn't really spoke for, I don't like wow. five, 10 years, mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and of course you get the Raptors together and we're right, yeah. right in back yes. uh, in our red and black. Um, and so it comes, so anyways, I've reached out, I'm like, can we please get on the mic and talk about this? And they hadn't met each other. So this is all, um, universe is pulling us together for a reason. Uh, and I was on another cast and one of my friends, fitness friend, CrossFit, she's married, uh, two years in now. And she's like, I still feel uncomfortable. And people are like, congratulations. When are you guys having a baby? <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, before I would just say, well, you know, I'm married and I have a dog. And she's like, now I just don't say anything. She's like, we're not having kids. And she's like, and that's so awkward. And I was like, damn, I didn't realize this was still such a relevant conversation. So it is. I mean, it's like the minute you're engaged is when are you getting married? And the second yeah. you get married, it's like, when are you having the baby? Um, my sister, she gave birth to my first nephew nine years ago. And we not told you're the oldest, right? No. No. Um, I have one older sister and a younger sister. Oh, so, so you're my the younger middle. sister, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and she I walked into the delivery room and you know, she was she said, I People are asking me when you're having the next kid. Oh my <laughs> like, god! For real? It's like she's give people a minute, but it is this cultural thing of yeah. like, what's next? What's next? So if you're engaged, when's the wedding? If you're you're married, when's the baby? If you're having yeah. one baby, when's the next baby? And it's like give people a second yeah. to be, and also why people feel it's okay to just immediately ask what? when is it coming? Yeah, but they do. I well, I think I even say that where it's like my friends do I'm like, oh, you know, when's baby coming? I think maybe because you don't know what to say, or it's not even conscious in my mind. Um, because clearly I'm here for this conversation and I'm on this side of it, but I don't, I think maybe, yeah, it's just like, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Like, it's almost like just the salutation you say. So like what I noticed is, um, and actually the first time I even thought about the question was probably honestly, like my oldest nephew is, is eight. So probably was Are you like, oldest, youngest? I'm the youngest. Okay. So my brother has two kids. Um, my sister is about to have her second. Okay. And um, yeah, and so like I was actually at my brother's house and I was talking to my sister-in-law. This is probably like 
six years ago before I moved here. And I was like, oh, well, when I have a kid and she legitimately was like, oh, you want a kid? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. I mean, I just never thought you wanted one. I was like, I mean. Is that offensive? Like, how do you unpack that? No, like, I was just like, yeah. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, well, I guess I actually never thought about it. Like, yeah. I just, it's just one of those things like you, you go to school, right? You go to high school and then you go to college. This is how we're programmed to think on everything. And then you get out of college, you find a, a job, you meet someone and then you have a kid. And yeah. then like, it's just, there's this order that you do everything. And so like, I had realized it was actually, um, that conversation that helped me just start thinking about my general life of like, well, how much am I on just like a like straight line of like, well, and then you do this. Well, and then yeah. you do this. Like, and I actually started realizing that some of my issues with relationships was this idea of like, well, I thought I was going to like graduate college and then meet someone. And then like, and that's just how that works. This is know? how the plan is. Yeah. yeah. And so like that, when she asked me that, that was the first time I started thinking about it. And then I was just like, actually, she may be right. I don't even know if I want like a kid. Why would I even do that? Like, I'm literally a child. Like, like, so. (laughs) Well, and the entrepreneurial lifestyle, I mean, really, and God bless my parents that have kids and are entrepreneurs and run a career. That balance um, has a dog mom of two dogs and one that's a pup. It's hard for me to leave them for more than four hours and let them do their thing. I couldn't imagine if it was a young human. And I'm all for women or mothers and fathers who work and then have kiddos and find a balance and, and do the nanny or however they balance it. I'm here for all of that. Um, I just think personally for me and I empathize with them having to leave that on the daily. Um, and I think you've got to nurture both sides of your spirit, you know, working and then parent. Um, but God, I think that's so hard. And as we were all three entrepreneurs and I know we bleed our business, um, from total heart space, I don't, that balance has got to be huge. And I do think, and no matter what, it's a sacrifice on both sides. If you do, you know, both things. Yeah. Um, did you, so let's unpack this a little bit and we just kind of dove right in, but do you guys think, um, I want to hear more about like personal journeys getting to like your stance where you are now. Um, but do you really think it's more of like from family and culture or is it like marketing brain where we see these Disney movies, you know, growing up and it's like Prince comes in, you get rescued, then, you know, happily ever after. And there's two little kiddos running out of your new house or whatever. So do you think it's more like in America, I think we are relatively exposed to, you know, different cultures and different ways of doing things a little bit. Um, but do you think it's more, again, culture and family or more like marketing and things were kind of fed from social media or media or things were around? I mean, I think it's both. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I know as, like, growing up in a black family, mm-hmm. it's very, like, family, 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 like, family dinners and family this and all, like, a, a type of inclusivity right Mm -hmm. and the idea is that like I know so neither of my parents have really accepted that I don't want kids oh okay Um, and some of the comments that I get not necessarily from them but in general is like who's gonna take care of you when you're old like who like you know like Like, shoot me off a cliff I don't want (laughs) to yeah let's like offering at 100 just let me go dude (laughs) honestly I'm like yeah once I hit 85 just let it be I'm, I'm stinking around I'm flipping people off I'm gonna start swearing I don't give a crap like you know like let the worms eat this paleo situation and like let's let it go <laughs> like, but yeah like it's uh but at the same time yeah like I think there's so much a of a idea that there's like this order that you do and it's like there's yeah. like you can't fight the clock and like just this I don't like I idea that like it's like it always comes back to like 
family and like what are you even here for and like yeah. god put us here to like procreate right and like right. so i have like the religious aspect as well um so yeah like i think it's a solid mix i felt like you think it's give a good answer well, no, I think that is, I mean, that is the answer. There's no, I have no right or wrong. And I think each person like that, there's probably a different answer because some people are super exposed to social media and that and whatnot, or they have deep family roots where like that ideology is implemented. Very, I mean, I'm oldest of four mm-hmm. and both, and my parents are divorced. So I think that's a piece of the puzzle too, but, um, family was big and neither of them were, they didn't have big families. So they always wanted a bigger family, but then all myself and my three younger brothers, none of us have kids or are married. Um, and we're all kind of very individual army special forces and different things, entrepreneur. Um, so it's just, I think it's both, we came from family situations. So it's kind of ironic that that isn't like high on our priority list. Um, so now do you give us, cause your, your family's deep in family, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I've got over a um a hundred first cousins just Seriously? on my just on my dad's side Dude, like that is an expensive so holidays <laughs> <laughs> they have their own country over here like, no big deal when i say we roll deep like we roll no flannel though no yeah flannel. <laughs> but for us i mean we got married and it's exactly what you said it's the abc like we got married and yeah. you're going to buy a house and you're going to have the picket fence and 2.5 kids and we got married with the intention of having kids we never really like we so just it was said, like conscious conversation or it was just we like, just said, well, that's what you're going to do. Like we're going to get married and we'll have kids. Yeah. And then we kept waiting and waiting to have them because we weren't ready. And then we realized, <laughs> I don't know if it's that we're not ready. Maybe we just don't want it. But like you said, I think that is not a conversation people have. Like it's yeah. just what, it's kind of what's expected next. You do it. So we never really broke down and unpacked. Do we really want this or is this just what's expected for us? And then training too, for years of being a personal trainer, when you train somebody and you have that face-to-face time with somebody for two hours, three hours, yeah. one-on-one time a week, you create these bonds with people that you don't even have. Like most people, I say, including your spouse, name somebody you talk to for two hours totally. face-to-face every week. In a vulnerable space. And, and the shields yeah, down. Exactly. Yes. And the thing with training too, even more than therapy, because at least once a day I had a client say to me, I'm telling you things I never even told my yeah. therapist. Because you are sharing a level of vulnerability, that the level of trust is even deeper. Yeah. So people told me things that they would never say in civilized conversation. You have your psychotherapy degree as of Seriously. right now. Seriously. I mean, no, I believe it. Women and men, I mean, they would say things to me and be like, I can't believe I just told you that. And how many people said things to me that made me really assess, do I really want this? Do I yeah. really want this to change my marriage for the better and for negative? Um, do I want this to change my life, my body, my lifestyle? Yeah. Um, that I was able to really kind of analyze and ask questions because of the real, like, true, raw, authentic conversations I had with people. That I was able to look at it in a whole different way versus the, oh, you know, they destroy your body, and but they're so worth it. You yeah. know, the things that you're supposed to say. I was told the things that nobody would ever really say. Right. Um, you know, some and things that I would get home and I'm like kind of trying to process like wow this is what this guy said today and yeah you know I remember one client he said to me um after seeing my wife give birth I don't want to see her in that sexual way again because it ruined things you know and he's like and I know that's not right and I know I'm not supposed to say it and it's this amazing thing he's like but seeing that just change the way I look at my wife and it is what it is like you yeah, it is what it is yeah and, and it's, I mean and it's how he felt so I can't say what he felt was wrong and it's not right. what, what he felt is going to be true for every guy um but it was interesting the conversation that that one comment triggered yeah for me to have with other guys and other yeah. friends of like what did that mean for you where they could say things to me that they would never dare say 
Right. Even maybe to their own wife. Like, mm-hmm. that does change that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't feel comfortable saying stuff to your therapist, you can really, and even in that moment, see how strong your judgment on yourself is and how much that's yes. guiding your reality. And if you're not able to vocalize some of these true feelings, I mean, that meant, we won't go down this rabbit hole, but, like, manifest into such other things, you know, livers associated with anger and, you know, I, I don't know the specifics on what's what but like these kind of truths that you can't be honest with and and with yourself or with your partner or with society I mean that stuff bottles up and goes into you know larger situations and then you bring you know young human kiddo into it which is quite literally I think the most important job in the world when you are raising and developing our future um culturally religiously you know, managing social media, managing your own behaviors because you know they're you're guiding they're they're drinking into your, all your behaviors. I mean, there's so much to it to not come from like really whole space is mind-boggling to me. Um, and I, for parents, I, I don't for all of us, I don't expect any of us to be in like perfect space. Like you're never ideal to be a parent. Um, but to take time and have these conversations and see this other arena that we don't see that isn't publicized. I think is such a phenomenal um, advantage because then you can really dial into yourself. Like mm-hmm. even knowing all this, like, cause I mean, everything worthwhile is hard. Like we know that, yeah. especially as entrepreneurs, like mm-hmm. how many times we run through the wall and been like, what the F am I doing? <laughs> um, but as parents, like you're only so prepared, but I do think that, you know, if you can have some exposure to the other side and really dial into yourself, like, is this what I want to do? Even knowing all this, yes. that is so invaluable. I mean, yeah. I think it's, it's a gift ultimately. Yeah. Um, so at what point was, were you, both of you guys like, okay, I'm definitive in um, where I'm at and this is how I feel. Cause I do think it is kind of like a choice of like, uh, I'm still kind of in limbo land, which I'll unpack in a second, but tell me when like you knew for sure. And like what that conversation was like with yourself. You know, I think I knew for sure pretty early on that it was not oh. going to happen for us because once I started really unpacking, like you're saying and analyzing, do I want this knowing what I know? The answer was really no. But one of my good friends, she said to me, before you do anything drastic, um, wait till your sister has the baby. Because there's something different when you hold that little one and that love that you're going to feel. If you can hold your own nephew and not think that this is the most amazing thing that I've ever felt and I don't want this for myself, then go ahead. Because I had talked to my OB about like making a permanent like, let's do this. And she was like, no, I'm not doing it. You're not old enough yet. Okay. She said, I've seen too many women who've made the choice before their, you know, late 30s, 40s, and then they regret it and we can't undo it. How old were you at this point if you don't mind me asking? I'd want to say, gosh, probably in my 30s. Okay. Because, well, yeah, because Cyrus, my oldest nephew's nine. Okay. Um, so, you know, and now I'm 40. So she said, just wait till you hold your nephew. You and your sister are so close. Yeah. If you can hold that baby and you don't want that, she's like, but I know once you hold him, because my sister was pregnant at the time, okay. you're yeah. going to want this. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a really fair way to look at it. I'm okay with that. And my sister gave birth and she was right in the sense that it was the most beautiful, most special, most magical little joy of love. Yeah. But in that moment, I knew in my gut, I don't want this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so for me, it was to feel two very extreme differences of pure love. Yeah. And I don't want it. <laughs> did you feel, did you feel shame around that? Or did you feel joy around that? Like a relief? Like what was... For me, it was a lot of relief. We actually had a pregnancy scare at 1.2 and, um, you know, waiting for the test and for it to come back negative. And when that 
line, that second line was not on the pregnancy <laughs> test. Like the amount of <coughs> joy and relief I had, it was like, yeah. yes, where there wasn't 1% of me that was like, oh, wow, yeah. okay. Well, maybe if that had been positive, I would have been excited. There wasn't one bit of me that was a little disappointed that I wasn't. It was pure joy and relief. Yeah. And I was just like, thank God I'm not pregnant. Okay. So those two situations for me were like, I don't want this. Yeah. And still my OB would not do anything final until just a couple years ago. She said, I'm not doing it yet. Wow. Um, she waited till I, so I was 38 when she finally went ahead and I got an ablation procedure done, but she would not do it. Interesting. Because she said, I, I can't undo with this, but you know, you have other methods you can take oh, before that. That's a whole other castle. Cause I don't think <laughs> people, and I, I think our young humans are exposed to so much so early, like earlier. So they really do know themselves. Like, you know, I think we went through our journeys, what will be later in life considered like what our young people, you know, 10 mm-hmm. years, 20 years from now when they're like 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people don't really understand how much some people really do know themselves mm-hmm. and do trust themselves. And I, I mean, I guess I appreciate the OBGYN being conscious because she yeah. probably had seen a lot of females mm-hmm. in that zone. But when you have done a lot of the work yeah. and you do actually know yourself, what is that line of like right. trust? Like, like as your body. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I, I, I know my imagine. husband can go get snipped, no problem. Right. But for me, it was a whole. We have to have discussions. We have to do this. We have to make sure your age is right. And I was like, uh, okay. You're like, no, for real. Like I'm good. <laughs> that's and that's a tough spot. So mm-hmm. I yeah, and I think. If you know, I'm so good about so many things. Like when I make a choice or a commitment decision, like I'm in. But mm-hmm. then there's certain things where I'm just like, I don't know. But when you know, I mean, this is a big I, one. Mm-hmm. Sir, what was your your point um, when you knew? So I guess like for me, it was uh, a little bit longer of a transition period of like, do I or don't I? Or do, do, like, I know that one of my biggest things has been if a child showed up right now. Yeah. Like if I... I didn't know I was pregnant, and then I had one of those, like, I sit on the toilet, and then, like, a baby pops out thing. Like, can I still don't I- understand how that happens, but it does happen. Like, so, okay. Like, I can I can take care of it. Like, I know how to We're swaddle. not 18 anymore. I know how to, like, yeah. And, like, I'm really good with kids. Like, it was the same thing. When my, bro- when my brother had his first son, I held him. I cried. He's my godson. Like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, and there have been so many moments where, like, you know, like, I'm, like, teaching them, like, what being born means. And I'm just like... This is amazing. And then, like, the minute I leave to go to the airport, I'm just, like, I am so thankful I don't have this at home. Like, I'm so, like, I can do this for a week because I don't have to do this. Yeah. Like, for a month. And, like, I listen to, like, my siblings and they just, like, on repeat, don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't touch that. And I'm just, like, I don't want, I don't want a life that's around PTA and, like, repeating the same things and, like, don't turn the TV on because if they see it, then they're going to want, like, you know, and, yeah. then, and then that's, like, technically the easy time. Like, to oh, me, yeah. like, toddlers and babies, that's easy. Like, they have one of four cries, you know what I mean? Like, when they get older, it's like, like, eh. Like, you know, like, and I'm Dating kind of, and, I mean, oh. well, you know the stuff we've gone through, like, again, self-help, personal work, training, like, all the things that you have to manage with your kiddos. Like, oh. I see what my parents are going through. And we're good kids for the most part. We're wild yeah. beasts. Yeah. Um, but, dude, it's a, it's a shitload of math. Yeah, the little uh, over 18, that's when you need to be ready for shit. Breakups yeah. and job firing and yeah. yes. Well, and, like, I think the other thing for me, too, is that it's been – because I've shared with you and on my social media that I've been having this very long journey with my mental health mm-hmm. and being single and, like, 
trying to figure out relationships and what makes me happy and all this stuff. And I mean, I, every year I feel like I discover something about myself that I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I got yeah. married two years ago, yeah. I would probably be divorced because yeah. like I changed so much. Or like if I had had a kid last year, I'm not even sure I would have gotten the mental health help I needed. Yeah. And then I'm just this crazy psychotic mom. Not because I was crazy and psychotic, like depression and anxiety don't make you crazy, but it's just like me at this point now, just like a few months after like getting on medication is like such a more stable, solid, like thought process person, you know? Like, yeah. so like there are so many moments in my life because I actually um, had an abortion when I was 20 okay. and I, I stand by the fact that like I, who... I cannot tell you the person I would be if I had had that kid. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I'm thankful for a supportive family. I'm yeah. sure I would have been able to, like, somehow finish college and all that stuff. But it's like, why would I want to bring a kid into a world when, like, I don't have money? Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I don't know what the F I'm doing, you know? Like, and so when I had to make a firm decision for myself was when I was starting to get back into dating because I realized, like, you know, I'm 34 and a lot of the guys I tend to attract are, like, between, like, you know, like, late 30s and late 40s. Oh, so you're and, older. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I got the younger half for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, on average, like, a guy's, like, 45 approaching me. So he has kids and he's probably like, I'm good. Meanwhile, they're like, yeah, I can't wait to get married again. So I'm like, oh, okay, well. And, like, that's, like, I had to, like, start asking having those questions to myself because like on the dating apps you're it's like want kids don't want kids open to kids like those type of things I honestly I've never done the dating app just because Denver and Colorado in my space is usually male dominated so I always have had this thing this might be my own narrative of showing up and like they already see me in vulnerable like relationship space Mm -hmm. to transition that into business I'm like too small of a world for staying at all of it so uh keep going these details are great and so like being on that app I started kind of realizing like if I say like you know, not sure or like open to kids. Yeah. But I'm like not. And I like, I don't want to meet someone and be like, holy crap, you're yeah. my guy. And then three months later, I'm like, so, you know, I don't actually think I want kids. And he's like, yeah, I only want kids. Like, yeah. you know, like I don't want to put myself in that position. And so I had to like do some real like soul searching of like, I'm making a decision now yeah. and I'm good with the decision. And every time that I'm around kids, they're fun, they're great, but I'm like, yeah, like, what I posted that you had mentioned before was the idea that, like, I think the responsibility of having a kid is so beautiful. It's amazing. And it's not that I don't think I don't have the ability to be a mom, but I just don't know if I want to give that of myself. Because, like, I look at my parents, I'm like, yeah, my parents are divorced, and I've been a good kid, but I also have had my struggles. And I, I can call my mom today at 34 yeah. and cry and my mom will stand stay up stay up through the night worrying about uh, me you yeah, know no. what I mean like and yeah do I like that's beautiful like that is amazing yeah. and I just don't know if I want to give a whole part of myself out into the world and then like worry about it until I die you know totally. like so. Well, I think, and um, first of all, thank you for being so honest and vulnerable and sharing in those experiences, because these are really, like, deep, like, experiences that define not only who you are in the conversation around kids, but, like, how your impact is to the world, and that's kind of what stood out to me in, like, my conversation with myself is, you know, as I unpack all the things that are truly, like, genuine and a priority in my life is 
being an, a person of impact and being of service to the world. Cause you know, money and all these things and even relationships, all of it's great, but it's like, you know, as I die, move on or whatever. It's like, what am I really like? was I impactful? Like, did I, you know, leave this world a better place as cliche as this all sounds, um, you know, better than once I was gone, was it better once, you know, I left and what have you, or was my impact stronger, you know, yes. when I was there, we're here, cold medicine. Um, See, and on that one, that's one thing I mean, for me, and I'm sure you can kind of relate when we first got married, you know, back in Oh four and you'd say to people like, I don't know if I want to have kids. Like the world is a different place than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. Even in changed. five, 10 years, like but back huge. then people, everybody would almost say the exact same thing. The world is a good place, you know, just don't believe it. Like, yeah. you know, but then you fast forward just five years and it, all of a sudden I'm telling people in, you know, 2010, like, I don't know if I want to the world. And they're like, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to raise kids. And then now fast forward to 2020 and you're like, the world is a hard place. I yeah. couldn't imagine. And people don't argue with you anymore. You right. know, it's not this people before used to fight me on like, no, the world is still a good place. Yes. There's still a lot of love. Like, no, but now people are like, I couldn't imagine raising kids in this. I couldn't imagine. Like Squishing, we didn't have the social, yeah, media, social media, the, social media. the Instagram, the cyberbullying. Like there's mm-hmm. a whole new set of, issues that kids are dealing with and when you're saying like, I don't it's not that I don't think I could be a good mom I don't know if I want it I wouldn't be a good mom because I'm not equipped to handle that I don't yeah. have the patience for it I'm very um even like this weekend with my nephews my older sister is explaining college savings and how much she needs to have for you know uh, inflation <laughs> you don't have to go to college either and she's like yeah she's, ex- like, she's sitting there having this deep conversation with him I'm like just take his money he doesn't have enough like I don't have the patience invest in a house right now yeah, buy a house yeah for Let's real make your money rich you don't yeah. get it. but so there's this level where the world's just changed yeah. so much and it's funny because the people who used to fight me on like no you need to have kids are now the same people who are like, I don't know if I could do this either because I couldn't imagine raising kids. Like parents have to be 10 times more like diligent and on top of stuff just because there's a whole new yeah. set of like issues that we never dealt with. And I know so every we generation says that. We didn't grow up with it. Like, no. so, and I, I mean, I, on a service level, like you with fitness, everything kind of translates back to sports for me. It's like when I would coach lacrosse and then the parents would show up to like say and advise on what we should be doing as a team. So I coached at Grandview for 10 years mm-hmm. um, after college. And I was like, yo, like you've never literally played women's lacrosse. So I need you to breathe. And like, <laughs> I know you grew up football. Like you can go commentate on the football field, but like literally you've never seen this before. And so that's kind of how social media resonates for me. Or like we didn't grow up with it. I got on Facebook a year after out of college. So I still think I'm late to the game. And that's like my entire business is around the social. Hence we have the podcast and we're bringing transparency to the game. Cause I see a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, but this is stuff we're navigating. So for parents to mm-hmm. navigate, you know, women's lacrosse, a sport they've never played, aka social media, it's a jungle. And then you insert, you know, school shootings and like some of these other like societal mm-hmm. situations. Yeah, it's I mean, it's really tough. And even the conversation around mental health with adults, we need to have that in conversation around for our kiddos. Um, and you know, they're questioning, you know, living and staying on this earth and all this stuff that we just didn't have. I mean, I'm sure it was there, but it was conversations that weren't there when we were in high school or middle school, or let alone elementary school. So, to a point you made earlier, I with the vulnerability when you're training someone, mm-hmm. I that's a hundred percent true. Like I've had clients like break down and start crying because they're like just having a really tough week, and then they're like in the last few reps of something yeah. and they're so tired and like well, you're processing energy out, right? and emotion for sure. Exactly. And I one thing. I, cause I had a series of conversations with some of my female clients. Cause like, uh, I was talking to someone, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want kids. And, uh, the woman, she's like, I have three grown kids, grown kids. I love them to death. I wouldn't have kids. I, I've literally heard that and, four or five times. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And she's like, I mean, 
I love them. Yeah. But if I could go back and do something different. And so I've talked to some of my other ones with like grown kids and same thing. They're like, honestly, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, it's when you have a kid, it's different as a woman. Yeah. Uh, when you have a marriage, it's different for a woman. And she's like, when you are a, uh, a married woman and when you are a woman with kids, you are giving up all of your life energy. Yeah. And she's like, so like women tend to do so much better out of divorce than men do because oh interesting like, okay oh yeah like and she's like and women like were the ones that bear all the brunt with the kids and she goes yeah. men do so much work and she goes but like our bodies physically have to carry them and yeah. so like it's just interesting talking to them about that stuff but it's to what we were just talking about like one of the things I think that is going on right now and I couldn't imagine having a kid with a lot of the men that I have dealt with um <laughs> Not necessarily that they're bad, but yeah. that they may be in their 40s now reconciling with some things mentally. Yeah. Um, and my assumption growing up was that when you are, like, in your 30s, you you are an adult. You got your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you... I'm aiming for 50. Yeah. <laughs> you're healthy. You yeah. are responsible. You're you got mature, money in the bank. You're emotionally accessible. Yeah. Like, all these things. And then, like, I look at me now, and I'm just like, I mean, I would literally just be ready to emotionally have a child yeah and like i don't have money so like yeah. i can't a life of entrepreneur though like that's well and i think i just want to pull something out i think as we talk about and the conversation certainly isn't like don't have kids it's not it's cool not to have kids it's not the point it's bringing light to the conversation to the other side so i obviously champion my humans that know they want children my mom was that human like she was put on this earth to be a mom and the day i think my parents met we hear all these same stories um but they had like a four-hour conversation she's like i want to be a stay-at-home mom i'm clear on this and she, they got married at i think 20 like young and met at eight so like young human yeah. my mom is the strongest woman i know and she is like this is what we're doing and to this day like runs a swim school with 10,000 children I'm like god bless mm -hmm. um so it's like when you know you know what I think the baseline is just getting to know you and what you actually want um but as we conversate around you know it taking over I think we are all three strong females but that if it's not children if you pull back we we let our business our heart space whatever it is take over I mean we bleed passion mm -hmm. for what it is I have no question that all three of us would be phenomenal mothers but knowing, like, we're mothering, <laughs> not a, even you, I see you with your animals. Um, you, but you, you bleed that motherly passion in other space. In <laughs> also true. Well, I'm keeping an eye on that. Lock the kids up, not the dogs. Um, no, I'm here for that. They, boundaries are real. Um, but, I mean, I think if you pull back, it's it, maybe not mothering kids. But, like, the way we bleed and our passion into other things, it's, it is, like, a motherly space. So if that would just transition to a young human. So then we go back to impact and it's like, well, if I'm on this earth and my most impactful space isn't to be a mom, maybe it's to podcast or to, you know, disrupt these norms around social media or whatever, you know, then if I'm pushing that now to mother space in my mind, in my most impactful zone in this world, like that's kind of my personal combo. So uh, what I was going to say is the thing that a lot of people forget for some reason is that like you are the star of your own hundred percent. So, like, it's really okay to be selfish. And people act like not having kids is, like, the most selfish thing ever. But yeah. it, it's, of course it is. It's my life. Like, it, literally everything I do in my life is about me. Like, what? you know, like, even yeah. if I'm, like, doing something for good, it's because it makes me feel good. Like, and so yeah. people really forget that, like, I'm allowed to be selfish. And the problem is when you are someone who wants to be selfish 
and then you have a kid and you still want to act like well everything is still about me yeah like because unfortunately the minute you have a kid like everything is not about you like you better have that base yeah and in my personal perspective and this could be completely wrong or it could be that I would not be a good parent but like if you have a kid you like this is now your first like job right because like you decided to bring a person into the world you're molding this human person and I mean I see like the daddy issues I had to like work through like don't let your crap be your kid's crap but we are now a functioning adult society where we all are our parents crap yeah because they didn't get their stuff taken care of you know and so like when i see people who have kids but they think that like oh my life isn't gonna change like you're insane like yeah well like like, that's a rude way yeah like and like for uh, me it's like i don't want kids because i don't want this to change like i want to take a nap on tuesday at 3 p.m if i feel like it because guess what i can schedule my own clients like you know we've done a lot of work to get to this space in our life you know with house and freedom and then being able to bleed our businesses and you know work on weekends or sleeping on Saturdays or whatever I mean I've worked so long to get to this space where it's my homeostasis like I love my house and I come home and and I'm I love humans and chaos and parties and then I love coming to my house and I have my animals watching whatever I want on my tv um no one ate my food out of the fridge and these are all small things because I do think family and kids if that's your zone it's so worth whatever you sacrifice for if that's your authentic Mm -hmm. self but every single cast that I have done, whether it's colorism or equality or trade school, not going to college, everything has come back to getting to know yourself. So mm-hmm. all this selfish speak and all that, it's take time for you and it's 100% the next right move, whatever it is, so long as that base is built. And that's the most important thing you can do, regardless of whatever the big decision is. Um, what do you got, Nadia? Well, all the things what you're saying and going off of what Sarah's saying I mean it is yeah. I open my eyes and my first thought in the morning is Ooh, what do I want to do yeah my sister because she's probably the person I'm the closest with you know in my life her first thought is what do my babies need mm-hmm. you know and I watch her they come home from school and she opens her lunchbox and she's immediately assessing like you only ate the bread and you oh. only ate the fruit like they're so dank like, oh way. my god they're monsters <laughs> and I love them you know and she's thinking like you need to get protein in which means you haven't had this and then she's looking at the other one going you didn't do this and did you you get this taken care of where her mind and her first thought are her kids and then the last thought at the end of the day are her kids and what do they need and there's no break for her and I think women people in general not just women I think we naturally do really well when we give we are meant to give we're meant to put energies out there I think the big thing that so many talk about knowing yourself and knowing what you need is that you don't have to give that to a child you can give that energy and give yourself in such a different way and for me for training for 20 years yeah that is a, an industry where you give like you give you show up and you give your best you see people at their worst your clients also see you at your worst there's days where you're like i yeah. am just trying to pretend like i care today and yeah. i don't care do another push-up like just shut up <laughs> but you're still you, you're giving so i yeah. think where people i saw a lot of friends really struggle with the decision of if they want to have kids if they don't want to have kids is this they weren't they weren't fulfilled in a different area. It doesn't necessarily mean Completely it has to be agree. a human being, but you have to find fulfillment in something to give. I mean, I volunteer at the dog rescue. That brings me a ton of joy. Which rescue? Big dogs, huge paws. Yes. yes. Okay. So, um, and I've been with them for almost 11 years volunteering with oh. them. So I get a foster. Yes. I get to help dogs. Um, I also have done just a ton of different stuff. I've traveled. So for me and cooking and food and 
there's ways to be fulfilled and to give that doesn't mean motherhood in the traditional sense. You can still be mothering and giving. Oh, I see that in both of you. A hundred percent. Without, yeah. yeah, I love, I love being an aunt. We have 13 nieces and nephews between us. Holy Um, expensive holidays. uh, Well, yes, we've, we've made some adjustments. (laughs) Day off, yeah. (laughs) But there's the ways to do it that you can still be your best you and still give and still feel fulfilled and still be the mom and the woman that we're supposed to be. But I don't, I don't feel like any parts of me have holes or are depleted because I didn't have it. And I've seen the women who've really struggled with that choice because they don't have something else. Yeah. So you've got to have something that brings you passion and that you look forward to giving to. Yeah. I, so I think that in general life that's necessary. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying (coughs) aligns with me so much just because, so for me, like marriage has always been a very important thing. Like I want to be married. Okay. And um, I did an exercise with someone who's helping me brand like a few years ago. And she had me just like completely close my eyes. And she's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. I want you to just completely relax. Close your eyes. Um, imagine yourself opening your eyes, waking up at the start of the day. What, r- look over. Is there someone next to you? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, of course. She goes, do you hear, like, the laughter of children or anything like that? And I'm like, oh, well, no. And she's like, what type of bedroom do you have? And, like, literally I described my entire day. And because that was like, okay, this is what we're working your business towards so that you can live this life, right? But, like, she was, when we, like, were going through the house and everything, it was like, well, no, there aren't pictures of kids everywhere. But, like, there's pictures of me and my partner traveling and, like, doing things together. Like, that's what is really important to me. Yeah. Um, and for a while, I, when I wasn't in a relationship, well, not, but, you know, like, I <laughs> found myself doing things, like volunteering or doing that. And I also uh, always had to ask myself, and I actually talked to my parents about this, I'm like, I can't tell if I'm just trying to fill my time yeah, because I don't have something I want or if I'm genuinely into giving back or doing these things. Like, I okay. want a partner but I don't have one. So am I just being like, no, I really want to like go do this thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, that means a lot to me, but like, like ideally is that it, you know? Yeah. And when I think about my life and the idea of doing something with a partner and then volunteering or doing any of anything else, I don't feel like I still have that. Like, am I just filling space? Thing? Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like, yeah, this is how this should feel like I have a partner that's at home or doing whatever they're doing and I get to like volunteer I get to give back I get to work at the boys and girls club and like mm-hmm. nothing still feels like maybe I'm just feeling time right and I think like when you're saying that like I've had that conversation with myself in relationships space and then outside of that with the kids space and it feels so different mm-hmm. so that's I- such a that's a huge conversation and I think you know, just in society, I think we get to space, especially as you get older and you're not, you know, you're a young kid, you go in the playground, you're constantly learning and failing and it's a natural process. As you get older, you can get more comfortable, you got a lot of money in the bank or you kind of get into a flow of things and it becomes very routine. So I think even those practices work against those conversations with ourselves of like, how do I actually feel? Like, let's take time to unpack this. Yeah. Um, where it's just so much easier to kind of turn your head and be like, I'm checking boxes and so long as it looks good to my family and it's good on Instagram and whatever like it's almost easier to just kind of stay numb and like do what I'm supposed to do versus swim upstream and do it a little bit different mm-hmm. um I think all like for me my general life choices it's never really been of the norm so it's, that's kind of normal practice to me so even hearing that like that this is a still very relevant conversation was 
not surprising to me, but a little bit. Um, cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I, I was never the kid of dreaming of the wedding, dreaming of this. All I really dreamed of was getting out of high school, going to play lacrosse in college. I didn't, I didn't care about the business program or whatever. I just wanted to play D1. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't know. Like, what else? All I want is my freedom. And as I've unpacked things personally, it's number one, a core value is honesty. Number two is independence. And number three was creativity, which if you saw my house, that makes sense. Um, but the more I got to know myself, I'm like, well, of course I'm living the way I'm living. Of course we're at where we're at. And then to dig further and have the conversations of like, okay, wait. Do we want relationship? Because if we do, you can't do 10,000 hours a week of entrepreneurial and then 10,000 hours of CrossFit training or competing. Like, we got to have balance here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, am I space filling? Am I avoiding? Like, what's really going on? And even to this year in 2020 at 39, I'm like, okay, we're actually at space where we've had breakdown breakthrough of entrepreneurial business is awesome, but definitely want, like, you know, a man in my life and a relationship. This is actually a priority. Um but I had to like go through all that to really even get to there, let alone adding kid into the mix where I'm unsure. Yeah. And if I did have a child, which I'm not even on the side of like, I don't want kids yet, but biologically that might be there. Um, but if I met the right guy tomorrow, would that change everything? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. It's so crazy to me. And like, this is how the conversation I feel like what you're saying, like, I'm surprised that this is still a conversation is the fact that so many people say that, well, when you meet the right guy, you'll change your mind. And I've told people, I'm like, honestly, my opinion is if I'm saying today, I don't want kids. And then I meet a guy and I'm like, but for you, I would, it's like, I maybe I like, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Like, that's see, like, but I think I'm still there. Stone. See, like, but, but I don't know. You know that you're on the fence. Yeah. You're on the fence. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, I think to flip flop, like that would be a question for me of like, where is my self confidence that I'm willing yeah. to just change based on the situation? Yeah. And like, so that's another like moment for me where I was like, I'm making a decision, you know, like. And but, I think that's really important. I think just for so many other things in your life, just for me personally, my world has always been. Like my job didn't exist five years ago. Social media and influencers and all this. Like, so I've ne- my life has always been kind of like we're going as it comes in. And I, I thrive. Like, I love that space. Is that realistic for family? I don't know. I'm probably going to say no. But um, so I'm kind of just open to like seeing what comes in and like heart, mind, space open. Um, so I, I can wholeheartedly say I don't know. And I know like as things come into my world, like job or opportunity, my world shifts yes. and I'm getting better with boundaries. Cause that's also a thing. Um, but I'm, that's, that's who I am. Yeah. So I don't really know. Well, and on that note, it's funny too. Cause like my OB, like you, when you're saying I knew myself Yeah. for her, I was kind of like, I had the boxes checked and I still didn't want it. And that was almost what she needed to hear for me to yeah. go ahead and proceed with the ablation. Cause it was like, I'm in love and we're happily married and yeah. we have a good marriage and my husband would be a great, great father and we've got money and we're saved and we have the house and we have all those checks that everybody's like, I'm going to wait to have kids till I have this and we don't want it. Yeah. So for some people, like when you're saying maybe if the right guy came or maybe like we had all these checks, but, but you knew, but we didn't want it. But for her, I think so many people are like, well, if I had the perfect husband or if I had and there's yeah. no such thing as perfect well, <laughs> that part I know even as a single human like I know I'm works in progress so I would only expect the same thing in return so we're out I, and that's the other I know that's a piece of the puzzle too Lucky like man. yeah um, but like we did we had those you know things that I think other people ex- from the on the outside yeah you know we'll wait till you have money or wait till there is no perfect time to have kids completely but, agree and there is no perfect relationship to have kids or not have kids but we had those things and then I think for her that was like 
the validation of like, okay, like now can I, Yeah. am I good enough to go ahead and tell you like, I really don't Dude, want this? I'm almost 40, like, come on, I, I, I know myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really funny because, um, like, so I, I told you guys that, you know, I'm talking to someone, right? And it's same thing. Like he doesn't have any kids. And I don't, I don't How old is he if you don't remember me asking? 40, he's about to be 46. Oh, okay. And I actually don't care if someone I'm dating has kids. Like, yeah. as long as you're not trying to have them with me. But um, the thing that I have, I, I've noticed with him is, like, I'm like, this is a really good man. He would make an amazing father. Yeah. And I've actually had the thought of, like, like, let's say, like, we date, we get married. And he was like, I don't know, Sarah. Like, I think this is something I really want. Like, Am I someone that's going to be like, I want, I just want to, I want to give this to you. And I'm like, no, because I'm in that. Yeah. And like, and so I was like, I was telling you guys before we got started, like, I'm like in like puppy, animal, baby fever right now. Which like, is a I'm whole like, different thing. Yeah. I want a new pet, like so bad. Right. But like, um, and like looking at little kids and like looking at like him and like we're not even yeah. together. So it's insane for me to even think, but like it goes through the thing of like, this is, I have to think of this as like when I'm PMSing and I'm just like, if I don't have a pizza right now, <laughs> I'm going to kill someone. Like it passes. And even yeah. like, you know, like, so like there is that like actual like nature thing that I think I'm like actually in right now where I'm like, I want something small and I want something that's cute and I want something that's new. And like, I don't think it's a baby. It's not a baby because I don't want a baby and I know yeah. it's not a baby, but like my body is trying to be like, but maybe it's a baby. And I'm like, no, it's not a baby. It's just a yeah. pet, probably. You know, like, and so. It's but again, weird. that's that's like good self awareness. Yeah. You've been able to like even walk yourself to this day because I think these checkpoints are constant throughout our entire lives. Yeah. On about whatever the major decision is, but again, that self awareness and that base of like mm, pull back. It's just we're PMSing or we've had a few drinks yeah. or whatever it might be. It's like no, let's get back to that authentic space. I just don't know if like people have the like if I'm someone who just has a lot of conversation or if people in general don't have as much conversation. I, well, I think as fitness humans, we're privy to it. And then if you have conversation around the mental, um, like within my family, we've had a lot of conversation around like addiction and PTSD. So mm -hmm. the mental conversations there, and I also thrive in that space from concussions from sports. And yeah. um, have I given you the information in neuroperformance? That was another cast. No. Mental training, I've done like neurofeedback, um, mainly because I was working with them. They were a client of mine. And so then I always try all the modalities. Total luxury that I got to do this neurofeedback and brain mapping. You learn about your personality and okay. you get to see how like scientific. So you see like anxiety, depression, um, concussions, how some of this is like physically. So you can take even like the mental stigma around it of how like your brain is physically a certain way. So mm -hmm. that's how it, we literally did a cast on that. So I'll connect you to them because I think you'd find it fascinating. Um, but you, you get to know your yourself and like the physiology, what it is. And I can't even remember where we left off, but you, you get to see the science side of how it physically is. And then like the mental side of where you personally are. And then having those like in-depth conversations because you're fitness human and this stuff naturally comes up in our environments. I don't think that's for, you know, regular human that isn't tied into like fitness or mental health or sports or training world. I mean, if you're I mean, maybe like with real estate agents, you're, you know, your business, it's houses and you kind of do the norm. I think we're exposed to it and we are almost like it's a luxury, but forced to have these conversations because it's in our everyday. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's long winded point in the normal conversation of most people. I could be completely wrong. But I just don't think you're exposed to it because we're not taught to talk about it. It's not really on TV that much. I think it's happening a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but unless you're in, intentional, I don't think these conversations are happening. And it's the most important thing you can do. Well, and on that note, I think one of the big things with 
for knowing yourself again, bringing it back to that as um, and training and fitness is yeah. in that industry. The best trainers and same with real estate, the best agents are the ones who are going to be busy deep digging deep to get your yeah. why. Why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Yep. Why yeah. do you want to be fit? Why do you want a five bedroom house if it's just you? You know, like what's your why? You yeah. know, do you want, why do you want to have that many kids? Where if you're going to be good at what your job is and you're in a job that's supposed to change people's lives, you have got to have those conversations. You've got mm-hmm. to ask the uncomfortable questions and you've got to go three deep, five deep, 10 deep. What's your why? Because if they're just saying, you know, like I want to lose 20 pounds because I should, do you don't really want to lose 20 right. pounds? What's, <laughs> right. Your right. What's your why? <laughs> so if you're, so for me in training for so many years to ask those whys, I think I didn't even realize I was doing it within myself because yeah. I'm also incredibly an open book. I'll never ask somebody a question I wouldn't be comfortable asking, but I am also, there's no question people can't ask me. So sometimes I have to be told by other people, like, you can't ask people that. <laughs> but why? Why? Podcast. Why can't this I ask why we're here. Yeah. So you have to be able to ask the whys and to go that deep and to look to really to see, like, well, do you only want, and, you know, I've had friends and women say, well, I want a kid so somebody loves me unconditionally. Oh, and I'm like, that okay. is not oh. a reason to have a child. And that doesn't also guarantee it, you know, yeah, or, yeah. like when you say who's going to take care of you when you're older. Well, I know a lot of kids who aren't going to take care of their parents. Have you seen our American culture? Like, that's not how it is at all. No, they're like, a caretaker. Yeah, no, dude, they're so, putting you at a house. That's yeah. it. So it's looking at the why and then breaking down yeah. the, the value of the why. And if your why actually is going to hold water or not, because so often there's so many holes in your why that mm, yeah. you're like, ah. I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you like have sat in on sessions with me because like with my clients whenever they spirit animals, me, I love it. Like they'll be like, I want to lose like 20 pounds. I'm like, well, okay. Um. So let's talk about this. And like what I've actually changed with my clients, and this is slightly off topic, but like I ask them like, give me a word to describe your ideal self. Is it strong? Is it formidable? Is it light? Because if you are gonna be strong but you don't lose 20 pounds, did we still hit our goal? Yeah. Like, let's talk about what this is even about. Because I tell people, I'm like, you're not he- you, you're not here because you want to lose 20 pounds. You're here because you don't feel sexy to your husband. Yeah. Or you're here because, it, like, you could literally just go and Google a thousand workouts and a thousand diets and lose 20 pounds on your own. Like, you mm-hmm. don't actually need me. And I tell people that all the time. Like, I'm not reinventing the squat, you know? Like, but um, when it comes to my own stuff, and it's so funny you saying this because my post yesterday was like you have to ask yourself hard questions like you have to ask yourself like what 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 actually matters to me and like what am I doing this for because I used to have a much leaner physique and now I've you know I'm not like I haven't gained a lot but like I used I was like you're a lean human right now (laughs) it's all subjective (laughs) and the fitness industry is all that's why I always love the mental conversation I'm like of course it's in the fitness industry like duh yeah well and like I had this physique that was like once I hit this physique I'm going to get sponsorships and I'm going to get a boyfriend and I'm going to get this and blah, blah, blah. And then like none of those things happen. So I was like, I'm going to about face. I'm going to do this other thing. That's going to get this, this, this. And it's like, it wasn't the physique. It was like the wanting a love of a guy and like wanting this and wanting attention. And I think that the thing when it comes to um, kids now for me is that I am like always questioning myself of like, what is my intention behind like, 
I mean, I shouldn't just put it with kids, but like, what is my intention behind like any of my actions? Well, that's, like, I think the conversation really is to any major decision. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same. I mean, where this is the lens of to have children or not to, but really this is the same situation to buy a house, to do a certain career, to get in a relationship, to not, I mean, it's all to buy a dog. Like, yeah. It's all kind of the same <clears throat> checkpoint of what do I actually want? How do I get, get, dig into like what is authentic here? Yeah. Cause like, and it's funny again, like, because what you mentioned is in my post yesterday, but I already wrote my caption for today, yesterday. And it's literally just an analogy about like the fact that we all start at the start of a river and we hear people who already went through the river and like went through waterfalls and saw sunrises and did all these things. And they tell us all about it. And then we shove off and we do it ourselves and we go through the same stuff. And what is the point of life when it can be such a struggle? And the idea is that it shakes you so much that you start to have an understanding of what truly matters to you. Yeah. And like, what if everything else fell out of my boat, except for like my partner, I'm still whole. Like if everything falls out of my boat, except for like my family, I'm still good. But like when we, I think that we go through life a lot, not asking a lot of these questions. So we assume like, well, like I want the car and I want the status and I want like the relationship and I want the family and I want this I want like and you just start compiling all these things and you're not really asking yourself like which one of these if everything else left yeah. is the one thing I would break if I didn't have yeah. and I think that that's the type of question I had to ask myself of like well kids have never factored into that it's right. always been relationship or faith or family well I think that is where a big point where like marketing and you know what we're consuming digitally or media or maybe even through our families um creates our reality and creates this idea of things that we need um and that define success for us but then when you you pull back and you get older and even like you know, religion or spirituality, that wasn't a relative um, or relevant conversation in my family. Not because it wasn't a part piece of the puzzle, but the, what really brought into my life was sports and like leaning into like, you know, mentally and envisioning the game and all this. So it was kind of the lens of sports, but then it was unpacking these deeper questions. But it wasn't naturally in like our household because it just wasn't there. We weren't a religious family. It was sports and everything on the weekends. Um but it's new conversation, but I think our young people are digging into that why or what I actually want earlier because of social media. Or mm-hmm. they see, you know, influencers um, talking about it or, you know, releasing some stigma around mental health and wellness, personal training, being a young entrepreneur, um, all this stuff so much earlier that this conversation is a reality and they can kind of go against what we're consuming every day from the marketing and branding and everything side. And that's yeah. certainly my passion piece because that's the professional space I hail from and my passion space where I see that, you know, major impact. And I always want the consumer or young people or whatever to understand that this is marketing and branding. And you need to understand that this might be positioning what success is or what, you know, life can bring if you do or consume or buy this service. But in reality, and it might be a great company. What do you actually want? What do you want to be doing? Like question that other side. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it was late in the game, at least for me. But now that I see this, this is the positive side of social media where you can explain and have these conversations and it's, you can figure some shit out way earlier, you know, than we did. Um, a little bit of a shift. How do you guys, um, Hoda Kotb is like one of my favorite humans and she's, you know, was divorced, got married, you battled cancer, kind of did all the things. And now later in life is getting married again, has adopted two beautiful young humans and it's like her world. How, I mean, what adoption, I know we're talking about firm conversation on no kids, but marrying a human that has kids or adoption later in life, how, what is the conversation around that for both of you guys? 
Um, Any which way you want to take that. So, so actually, it's funny you say it because my brother and my sister are both adopted. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the conversations I had with myself growing up was like, oh, I want to have kids, but I want to adopt at least one. Um, now that I decide I don't want kids, mm-hmm. I can never cannot say that there wouldn't be a time maybe where I'm like, you know what, I'm it's been put on my heart to like give a home to someone. Okay. Um, like it's, and I think that's more of a, not like I need a child, um, mm-hmm. but more of a, like, cause I, I routinely like faith is really important to me. So I routinely am kind of like praying about like, um, what is my purpose here and how can I, I be of best use, um, to the people around me. Yeah. And so like, I know I've read Bible studies where someone has shared, like I, we weren't going to have kids. I went on a mission trip. I met these kids and I thought like it was put on my heart like this is the person that you're giving a home to so like I could potentially see that but otherwise like I'm super down with like a being a step parent to someone's kids yeah um like for some reason that doesn't like matter to me at all like like, yeah if you have kids sure let's do it as long as like I'm not entering a really dramatic chaotic like co-parenting situation yeah. well i think if you have your shit together you'll get someone you'll attract someone that has their shit together so, so i get what you're saying. yeah yeah i'm but with that i also think that was an inherent part of me making the decision with my dating life though too recognizing that i am 34 it's going to be harder for me to meet men who haven't been previously married yeah. um and so like i'm a very like black and white person so like when i sat down and looked at like my dating profile and everything like that it was like i'm making this decision i'm okay with this i'm not okay with this and now like now these are done and so yeah yeah. nadia outside adopting dogs she's a better person than me that's a hard no (laughs) okay okay there will be no No, i don't think that makes you a bad person i think that makes you a a better person knowing what you don't and you don't want that's the point no for me no absolutely not and i mean okay even isaac and i have like jokingly discussed if we ever divorced i wouldn't even date a guy with kids like for me oh okay so when you talk about being a stepmom nope and it's not just because i don't want kids i also don't want to deal with your ex-baby mama i know i know crazy um so no for me no and part of it is my freedom in my life like i'm able to get up and travel i'm going to be gone for a month this year traveling i did two weeks last year in italy Uh, i was the youngest person in the group there was a group of 20 of us and i was the youngest by about 20 years oh really yeah it was a two-week trip it was not cheap yeah and most people our age can't leave for two weeks because they have kids. They yeah. can't take two weeks out of their life and leave their kids because it's just not feasible. Yeah. So for me, it was something I was able to do, and I ended up bonding with an amazing group of people just because. Um, but I was the youngest, and everyone kind of took, you know, kind of pulled me under. <laughs> you were their kid over the two was, weeks. And I yeah. had an amazing time. I'm like, this yeah. is great. I'm just gonna tag along with everybody. Yeah. But for me, it is a hard no. I wouldn't. I don't want kids. I mean, and when yeah. I say I don't want them, like, I don't even want them in a secondary way, whether that meant adoption or a stepmom for me. Okay. No. I mean, if if he was older and his kids were in their 18s, 20s, is out of the house, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's still a piece of the puzzle. But no. I, I've been not, and I'm kind of like that as I, just because, again, I have friends that now, now that, you know, I'm approaching 40, like some of my friends are on their either second marriage or their divorce. So I see some of the complexities around that and my parents are divorced and thankfully they're you know wonderful with each other and it's all good um and we were older so we that's all secure space um but i i have seen with some men uh and you can probably generalize this with women as well that has provided such an evolving space for them you know coming out of divorce or having a kid um i've dated a couple guys with 
one kid and never went too far. So I was never, I never even met the child, but I saw a security there and it like, it changed who they were. So it almost like put them in right space, I think to be on that next level as far as a relationship. So I, I'm with you. It's, yeah, I know it's, it's a lot, but I, it has, I've just seen in my experience for some guys, it's provided this level of maturity and security and like adult space that I think is very, um, becoming and like very beautiful and it's very it, it's attractive Absolutely. and I acknowledge that it is still an undertaking and a responsibility to know that there is a second human in their life and a, a person they were formerly married to or a, a parent in some capacity um, where it's all conscious conversation I just think it gets hard where if you do fall in love and it is this person like we all come with certain things that it's just a part of the puzzle. Absolutely. So you're lucky you married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Like there's, I think like, when it comes down to it with like stepkids or yeah. adoption or kids, like I get so logistical. Um, yeah. Like very like just like we I'm all. Very, this is like, again part of age logic. as well. Like and so for me, I'm like, well, because like, my like I said, my parents, neither of them believe I'm not gonna have kids. They're like, oh, you're probably going to have, like, two or three, blah, blah, I'm just like, so listen to this timeline. Like, I'm yeah. 34. Listen to this podcast. I don't have a firm boyfriend. Like, I don't have, I my friends going to kill me. I don't have a boyfriend, right? Yeah. And so then, like, for me to meet someone, date, get to know them, get engaged, get married, yeah. any of that type of stuff. Now I'm, like, 38, you know, and it's just like, wait, I want to be married. I want to travel a bit. Like, yeah. I want to, like, focus on him and me. And now I'm, like, 42, and it's like. Am I really going to have a kid at 42? Yeah. And is that really what I'm I mean, I have friends that are pregnant like, right now and they're into it. I'm not talking you into it by any means, okay. but I'm just saying like stuff is happening later in life now, but I also, different conversation. They, yeah. they weren't in it like how we're talking about it now. And here's the other thing. People don't tell you when you're younger, they don't, they only tell you before, like when you're pregnant, they're like, oh, my hips are really sore. Like my boobs get big. Yeah. When you get older and your friends are all having kids, they're like, so let me tell you what Everything. happens after you have yeah. a baby. Oh, and I'm just like, uh, uh, We uh. spent a lot of time in the gym. <laughs> well, and I'm all here for Botox and plastic. You can cut and paste it all you want, but it still is not how it's ever going to be Ooh. ever again. Um, and again, if that's your heart space and it's worth it, <laughs> by all means, no judgment on either side. Um, all right, well, I want to be sensitive of time. Can you guys give any pointers of these conversations to anyone that's, you know, maybe they're listening and they're like, I know I don't want kids. How do I have this conversation with my family, with my significant other, with myself? Can you guys give any pointers of like maybe first steps around that hard combo? I think for me personally, it's always been part of who I am. Like you were talking about boundaries. Yeah. I've never had an issue with anybody saying this is what I want. And if you don't want it, I'm okay with that. But I'd be completely full of shit if I said that everybody supported our decision to not have kids. We've had a lot of people on both sides of our family who weren't, who didn't agree with us not having them or they thought we really would. And that's hard. But at the end of the day, this is my life and my journey and it's my choice and our choice as well. You know, it's not like I'm denying my husband to have kids and he wants it. We as a couple chose it and we know it's our life. So I've really come to peace with the fact that my life is not going to please everybody. And that, you know, yes, you can set boundaries with some people, but I've also just had to certain people eliminate them in a lot of ways from my mental space, because if you can't support my life and our journey, then that's okay. That's your issue, but that's not mine. And that's been a hard thing. But at the end of the day, 
we are a good couple and we are yeah. okay and I'm okay with that. But it is hard because everybody's not going to agree with your decision. Well, and that's in so many decisions in life in general. And even to let go of humans in your world that maybe were always your best friend or even family. or so, When you know it's not serving you, you have to let it go. Yes. And that's also another podcast. But it's really hard. But I think that's such phenomenal practice because you really do only have so much time and energy at the end of the day. You've got to serve the ones that love you and that you can love in return yeah. and then let it be. And then those that I can, like my nephews again, and you know, to give that love to those yeah. kids and to be to me being an aunt is like the best thing in the world because you you love them like they're your kids but you can share secrets with them like a friend you can you know one of my nephews he's uh, up in college he, I told him, I'm like, you're the one that's going to be smuggling alcohol into the nursing yes. home. Like, he knows. Like, he's like, I got you. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. It all comes full circle. Look alive. <laughs> so, yeah. it's ha- again, having somebody to love and having relationships and having, and again, if you're not comfortable and confident in your choice, yeah. people are going to sense that. And yeah. that's where I think it's harder. So, if you're going to, my, my advice to you is make sure that you really, really want it because then you don't have to worry about supporting it because you know it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. And that's so true for all decisions, but I think that's incredible advice um I would say so again I spent so much time of my life trying to figure out my mental capacity and my mental health and so I've done all the like therapy and the journaling and like all that stuff and spent so much time asking myself like what's gonna make me happy because like so many days I woke up being like I'm just not happy right um and I think what I've been able to really make the most progress in is having a boundary for myself. Yeah. So like, which goes to having a boundary with other people, but I'm really bad at boundaries with other people. Yeah. But have, having a boundary for myself of like, you know what, like we need to make decisions about what's going to make us happy. Like that's what we have to do. And um, the only co- reason I had conversations with my family was just because my brother and my sister were having kids and they would keep being like, oh, we can't wait till you have a kid. And so I was just like, I should like prep them and let yeah. them know that I've made this decision. Um, but the fact of the matter is that you have to constantly be asking yourself, like, what matters? Who am I? And what makes me happy? And what is, and I think this is the biggest thing, what is a recurring theme in my life? And yeah. this is for the good and the bad. Like when I was having a hard time with my relationships, the recurring theme was that I was running towards red flags. That sucks because that's a me thing, you know? Like, I have to put work in on that. When I look at the recurring theme of what I imagine my life to be, there just aren't little kids around that came out of my body, right? Right. And, like, that's perfectly fine. And I think that people really start to ignore constant themes that go on in their life because they want to pretend, like, suddenly it will change if. Yeah. But that's a, another theme. A lot of people have the, if this happens, then I will, like, mindset. And um, once you can discert, determine what your boundary is, then you can stop having that, like, if-then uh, mindset. And you're just stuck on, like, okay, like, this is what I want. And this is the theme of what I see in my future. And I'm done, you know? 100%. Well, and I, yeah, and I, again, I think it's, these are all conversations around all tough decisions that you have to dial back in. And, um, I can totally see where it's hard for humans in our lives. You know, if I chose not to have kids where people would be like, you know, you guys are such a phenomenal couple. You have so much to offer the world. The people that I want to see having kids don't want to have kids. And it's like, no, but wait, I want, even though you know what, I want you to, because we need good people, like grounded humans raising children. So these are the humans that should be having children. Um, so I completely get that. And I, I, I mean, I, I love my parents and you know, we, every parent is, they're human. So they're all flawed and we're all flawed and it's all part of it. But I champion, 
um, all the parents out there because it is so important and it's such an incredible place. Um, and it's such a big decision. But I think the baseline of all of it is, like you said, getting to know yourself, checking in with these like deep conversations with yourself and what you authentically do and don't want. And whatever that is, that's okay. Like letting go of all stigma and then keeping really good people around you that do support you in your authentic space. And I think that is probably even harder than making the choice to, to have good or to have kids or not. Um, but I think once you do have your zone dialed in, like the right people come back in or stick around or whatever it is. So again, it goes back to you staying in your own space. Um, if you're out there and you need personal training or you're looking to buy a house, I love that you guys, yes. I mean, the deeper irony to all this is you, I mean, if you come across these humans and so many humans in my world, thankfully so, they are so um, passionate about what they do and they would be phenomenal parents because they treat their businesses, their friends, their family, their missions like they're like it's their children yeah um so it's just kind of like beautiful ironic undertone of it might not be a human but it's personified into business and you know your impact into the world on a larger level um so i appreciate you guys i so appreciate the vulnerability and the honesty around these big conversations um because it is so relevant and it's our next generation is so critically important um and to know that your impact is out there, whether it's your kid or someone else's or your pups or whatever, I think warms my heart. It gives my gives me hope for society down the road, gives me hope for the election coming up, um, all the things. we got lots to do. Uh, the influence is real. So these are influencers in real life. Um, tell me, where do we find you guys? Give me social handles. And my other favorite thing is Nadia searching for a phone. When people don't know it, like they're such humble humans, it warms my heart on all levels. Um, Sarah, who's a varsity social media human, give us, where, where do we find you? Where are you at? Um, so my, all of my social media is the same because yes, I'm Yes, brand ridiculous. consistent. Um, I like it. But it is S-A hips. That is two P's. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah hips, I'm on Instagram. That's where I'm most prevalent um and i also have a second account realistic athletes where i post all oh, my, i don't think i've seen that one okay. yeah it's just all my workouts because I okay was, i was like drowning in the trying to be like lifestyle and then fitness yeah. and then this and then this and then. so i just like one is realistic living one is realistic fitness and it's- it gives me the opportunity to do both, both things so uh yeah hang on pause really quick what just happened
Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.